Hey, Peter. Hey. Have you ever played badly? Uh, there was that... Oh, no. No, actually, no. Mm-hmm. Never. Adam Manis. I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice. I was kidding in that intro. Why did we leave that in? I don't know. Of course I played badly. I did it last night. No, you really didn't. Oh, stop. Yeah, yeah. No, you came and sat in on uh, my Thurman's gig, which I appreciate, man. It's always great hanging with you, but it's it's special when you get to play a little bit, too. It wasn't so. all it wasn't all great. It was some good things and some bad things, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, because yeah. Because it's all about how you handle. That's when right. life knocks you down, are you going to get up? I mean, think about any of the... Po- well, you know what? I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, just know that this podcast is sponsored by Open Studio. If you want to support, go to OpenStudioJazz.com and check out any of our courses. You know we have courses priced from $17. What? All the way up to pretty expensive. Well, and I'm, and I'm doing a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we, we have the Hyundai all the way up to... Oh, no, Hyundais are expensive now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I so we have, the, uh, we have like the Ford Fiesta. Ford Fiesta. All the way up to like the Land Rover... The Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, the Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> Ugly AF. Which is the Keezer Advanced Jazz Piano Concepts, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I think we have a little something. And I'm doing a little bit of um, slow paradiddles because I've been thinking about our drum courses. We're always talking about the piano courses. Yeah, man. How about a little um, you know, brush mastery on that nice Greg Hutchinson uh, Mini brush course. tech? Yeah. Right, man, there's, there's some... I just like listening to it. I don't need to learn how to play brushes. Mastered those years ago. Man, it's awesome, isn't it? But to hear Greg Hutchinson just lay it down, man. Dude. And the shapes, the overhead camera. Come or on. Or what about what about watching Adu Ribeiro explain how to like swing your samba like a real Brazilian? Man, like, that I, is the I could listen to that all day. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So today we're talking about how to handle playing badly. And I would have wanted to put this on there because you did come by my gig last night. I thought I didn't play great for some of it and i felt like uh you know there was a time where if peter martin comes by my gig and i don't feel like i played my best that i could have handled it in a way that was probably not the most productive i.e just drinking myself (laughs) no uh which uh, we well you know we did anyway but that was that was par for the course for a a thursday night at thermos no uh seriously though um but one of the things that i've tried to work on over the years and tried to grow at is is realizing that we all have nights where we don't feel like we played our best. Yeah. Or that it just Sometimes it's just not there, man. It's human right. nature. Um, we like to try to limit those as much as possible. But when it does happen, when you don't feel like you hit everything that you could have hit or even that you were in the right frame of mind while you were playing, what can we take away from that so that we minimize that in the future, that we take a lesson and we can grow from that? Because we talk about that, and it's easy to give lip service to this idea that you know, when we when we're not at our best, it's time for growth or whatever. Yeah. But like, what are the actionable things that we can do to actually turn this around and turn it into a learning moment? Well, it's easy to give lip service to it because that's basically what this podcast is: giving lip service to these subjects. No, <laughs> man, we're, we're we're doing concrete ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the first thing um, would be, and you know, this is possibly a little bit advanced, but I think it's never too early to start thinking about about it but I, I think the best way to handle playing badly is nip it in the bud so that's like as you're playing more on the meta micro level right you're talking about awareness now yeah awareness and then you know i think the advanced part of it is you eventually get used to making adjustments all the way up to the point where i would say right before you're about to quote unquote play badly i mean there's there's definitely i think a point that you can get to just sort of with your understanding of the instrument and the music and your professionalism where 
you not only can, but you have to get out of just like a whole bad night. Like that, you can't really do. I mean, yeah. we'll say it's like, oh, I had a horrible night, but you can't actually do that that often, like where it's horrible to the listener and to the other musician. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's just unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. So we have to kind of, you know, frame it in terms of was it really, but like, like just because you weren't executed on on everything, if you're, if you're pro- professional, you know, you're still doing the gig and getting through it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, we're probably both at a place where I thought I, I didn't play my best last night, but... I doubt if anybody else but me noticed it. You right. know what I'm saying? And right. that's because of the work that I put in to get yeah, to that point. Yeah, it becomes less shades. But I think as you're moving to that point, you can already be kind of in that mindset where, you know, you as things do go south or things are not being executed the way that you want them, you don't let it rattle you into like, exactly. into devolve into this just like, I mean, to the point where it's debilitating for some people. They can't even get through a tune or whatever because they're so... So you have to go in with, with, I think, at a minimum kind of mindset of, like, I'm going to execute on playing this tune and playing this gig. All the actual pieces that go through it, like, I'm going to get through this. Now, that requires, you know, at a certain level, preparation. And depending on what the gig, if you're going to play, you know, second oboe with the Chicago Symphony... Um, you can't just show up and like hope that your mindset's Sorry, right. Sorry, I just had a panic attack when you just said that. <laughs> I know. That no, I was thinking terrible. like, what would be the most stressful thing? <laughs> yeah. It's even worse than like the first in a way. But but I mean, yeah, so you have to, you know, preparation is Yeah, because you're sitting next to the first and they're going to vibe you the entire exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you got to be ready in case the first goes down with their part I'm also. Have night sweats tonight. <laughs> yeah. But so I think that you... Um, preparation obviously is key. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's sort of the ultimate level, that, that kind of position. But... Um, as jazz musicians, as, as whatever, I mean, this is for all musicians know that when you prepare, you know, you put the pre in pen. No, you don't No, but, but you prepare to a point, but you never like you that prepare can be, it before you, you play you pre- it, pre- <laughs> you pre it before you pair it. Yeah, right. No, but, but, um, you better grow a pair before you prepare it. That's exactly. another, <laughs> exactly. I think that. No one, even the most prepared and mindset-stricken person, is ever like, my biggest fault is I, I'm too prepared. Yeah. You, there's still going to be doubt. There's still going to be something. So you have to go into it knowing that whatever your preparation from 0 to 99.9 is not going to actually be enough, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you go in, we go in with a human element. And that's fine, you know, and that's ultimately, I think, what's going to keep you. I mean, you can never exceed what you can actually do by that much. I do believe that with concentration and even if, you know, whatever your preparation, your skill level, there's things with mindset and prayer and a lot of things that you can kind of exceed your limits. But it's within a range, you know, and the main thing is not even that's not even so important that's going to happen like you're going to get inspired and be like oh my god i can't believe what i just did yeah. that you just have to allow that to kind of channel through you but what you can control is not letting the lows yeah kind of pull you down so like when you start to dip you're like be that on like a day by day basis like on a tour and then as you get more professional on a tune by tune and even measure by measure kind of phrase by phrase you're like i might dip a little bit but i'm not going to dip for two you know yeah. and and by dip i just mean ex- like if you're improvising or you know if you have a part to play you're either playing it or not you know, your accuracy level is what it is. But I mean, when you're improvising, it's very subjective, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. can you listen and like how closely are you executing to what you're hearing? So I think it's great that you start off with preparation because I think one of the things that was a turning point for me with this of getting out of my head as it's happening is being prepared that I'm not going to be 100% like, e- it's not going to be easy all the time. Right. Right. But being prepared that there's going to be some nights where for whatever reason, physically or whatever, I'm just not 
lining up the way I'd like to be yeah. and not being like, oh, I can't believe I'm not lining up the way I'd like to be, even though it keeps happening over the course of my lifetime and yes. my career, right? Expect that some nights you're not going to line up with your body or your mind the way that you would like to be and then have a plan for that. You know, be prepared for those nights to happen and not get surprised by it. I've been reading a lot of uh, Stoic philosophers, right? And they, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I'm all about the Stoicism. Come on. Stoicism is amazing. Marcus where you at, brother? Seneca, my bro. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, they preach this like negative visualization, which sounds like it's, it's, it's a negative thing, but it's actually a very positive thing where you sort of picture kind of worst possible scenarios of, of good things you're about to do right. in an effort to, to prepare yourself when problems actually arise. Setbacks are always going to happen. You're going to yeah. be on a gig and the drummer's going to be drunk or, you know what I mean? Or you're going to, like, the piano's going to suck. Setbacks are going to happen. You cannot let those get in Hold your on. head. Hold on. The pianos don't always suck. I mean, the drummer's always drunk, yeah, but the piano... Okay, sorry. No, no, no. The, the piano you're playing might suck. I know. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a joke. Oh, sorry. Apparently it wasn't funny. Oh, he's, he's nobody's no, laughing. No one's no one cares. All right. Well, <laughs> email me at lack of humor at open studio. So you got to prepare. Some jokes aren't always going to land, but you are prepared for yeah. that. So I, um, I love the stoic concept. I think it applies here beautifully. I love that you brought that up. I think, you know, not only expect the discomfort, expect the challenge, embrace it. For you sure. Know, that's like the, like, that's where the magic starts to happen. So yeah, when you, you expect it, that's kind of level one. And then when you, you don't necessarily create it, but you, but you know that it's coming. Yeah. So you're prepared for that too, but know that like, that's when the the ultimate diamond is, you know, by all the pressure is created, you for know, sure. we, we don't want to just come in. And I think this applies, you know, I, I don't know about all kinds of music. And I always, we talk about jazz and classical a lot here, cause that's a lot of kind of what we do and what, what our training is. Yeah. But you know, everybody always wants them to talk about them being so diametrically opposed in terms of, and even like classical musicians and jazz musicians, classical musicians will be like, how do you guys, it's like improvise. It's, I could never do that. It's such a different mentality. And we're always like, how do you read exactly what's on the page only and don't change it. Right, right. But what I found is the reality is, is more shades of gray between those, because I think that the great classical musicians, yes, they've got the notes to play, but they embrace the challenges and creating something special and overcoming things and not perfection. I mean, the most perfect pianist, uh, classical pianists are not my favorites. And I, and they're usually not the crowd. Favorite. I mean, the ones that just execute precisely but don't have that like... Shit's boring, man. The shit is boring and they're, they're not willing to go out on that ledge and maybe sure. kind of, you know, and push and pull and stuff. So I think it's more of just a, an attitude about music and, and the improvising or not is just a part of it. That's right. You know, um, going back to the stoicism thing for just a second, I heard someone frame it in a way that was really, that, that spoke to me in that you wouldn't be playing a video game and then you get to like the next level and you're like, okay, well, there shouldn't be any problems with this level. Yes. This should be easier than what just happened. Right. That's not how that works. And what are we talking about? Let's go next level. And also that's a boring video game. It is. You know what I mean? So like when you go to the next level, there's just going to be more challenges. And yeah. and getting better doesn't mean necessarily that you're getting to the point where there's no hurdles or, or challenges. In fact, as we know, as we get older and get wiser and better, there's actually more challenges, more money, more problems. I mean, Biggie was the truth That's right. teller. That's right. But uh, it's true. And so if you're in, if you're going into this like... I'm in a weird kind of less money, more problems period of my financial <laughs> life. I don't figure that out yet. It turns out that's true as well. That is true, actually. <laughs> no, but if you go into this like, okay, well, this is going to be smooth sailing, and then it's not smooth sailing, and you get pissed, like, that's on you. Yeah. You're not prepared for that then. You well, know? and I think part on, on, a, on a grand scale... Um, 
part of what we a big part of what we're supposed to be doing as artists, not just musicians, but as as you know, as art is interpreting the world and people's emotions and the greater struggles that people have and channeling through the art to mirror it back to people. For sure. You know, that's like our job. And so just like in life, you know, you get to the point where you want to embrace challenges, be that between, you know, different people and cultures and food and all these, you know, different things that that differentiate and unite us with the music. Like if we don't have that same kind of attitude as far as like we want to challenge the listeners and we understand what that means because we are challenging ourselves and we're rising to that. Like we embrace when stuff starts to go south. It's like, oh, how can we pull it out? Because that's part of our story. Yeah. And then when we mirror that back to, to the listener, that's exciting and thrilling for them. They're like, wow, this is like my life. And yeah. they might not understand all the intricacies. They don't need to because it's entertainment ultimately. But I mean, if we just wanted to like please people with our entertainment, we could just come and play a bunch of triads. Doesn't this sound great? We're never going to go to a alteration this or anything. It's going to be so it's lovely the entire time. No yeah. tension at all. And then someone's going to hang themselves when they hear that. It's just much. terrible. Yeah. It's just terrible. So don't expect perfection. From don't this expect podcast. it to be you know, for sure <laughs> not. But don't expect it to be easy. Embrace the challenges. Treat it like a video game. Treat it like okay, we're at the next level. How cool can I keep right. during this challenge? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with this challenge. Yeah. Like I'm, ha- I'm not having a good night. Okay, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. I'm yeah. gonna have fun with this. Yeah. And then if you can execute, document that. Like go. Immediately write down the things that you didn't feel you hit or that were blocking your creativity or that you weren't paying attention to that you should have been. And then that's th- things that you can then address in the practice room because you can't do this just by thinking like, oh, okay, I'm going to address challenges. You actually yeah. have to work at this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to take that to the shed. Yeah. Um, the mindset in some ways is is definitely the simple part of it. The actual work and the grind is applying that for sure in the woodshed. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then it's piece of cake. No, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll hear it. Yeah, you'll hear it. Uh, well, I have to say, man, this was another. I know we're. This is the last of a few um, audio episodes. Ooh, we have. We have to talk about that offline. About what? Uh, I can't say it. Why did you just say no? Well, because you know we're here, and it's not. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, Till tomorrow, you'll hear it. 